it's time to take off on the Award Travel 101 podcast. Helping you maximize your travel rewards, no matter your destination or budget. Now here are your hosts, Award Travel 101 Community Managers, Angie Sparks and Joseph Petrovic, to help you do extraordinary things on Ordinary Money. Hello, welcome to the Award Travel 101 Podcast. I'm Award Travel 101 Podcast and Community Manager, Joseph Petrovic. My partner, Angie, is off this week, but I have a special guest and podcast partner, Jared Komarowski of Thrifty Traveler Premium, joining us to discuss his start in award travel, where he sees things going in the future, and some tips on how to get thrifty. So let's jump in right after this. Did you know that more award space has been popping up than what we've seen in years? Rather than spending hours per trip searching on your own, let Thrifty Traveler Premium's Army of Flight Analysts do the work for you with their customized premium alerts. Whether using miles or points, or you're just looking for a cheap cash flight, Thrifty Traveler Premium will send customized alerts just for you from your selection of home airports, like 43,000 round trip to Japan. Want business class instead? They have you covered there too for 60,000 points one way. Other examples include Emirates Live Flat Business to Athens for 62,000 points, Air France KLM Business Class to Europe and North Africa for 30,000 points, and even their brand new Nerd Alert feature for unique first class service like Etihad Apartments or Cutter First Class. So if you want more premium deal award alerts sent straight to your inbox, Head on over to thriftytraveler.com and use promo code AT101 for $10 off your first year. And we're here with Jared Kamrowski of Thrifty Traveler and Thrifty Traveler Premium, joining us here on the Award Travel 101 podcast. And Jared, thanks for joining me this morning. I'm excited to be here, Joe. <laughs> We've been trying to get this together here for a few weeks and and you've been off traveling. I've had school conferences and things keep coming up and it'll be fun to jump into this and discuss a little bit about how you got started here with Thrifty Traveler, Thrifty Traveler Premium, giving our listeners a little insight into the things that occur in your daily life, I guess, and finding these things and, and how we got started. So tell me a little bit about how you found travel rewards, how you found ward points and systems that you can use and, and how you ventured into your own business here. Yeah. So, you know, I, I graduated from Lincoln College, you know, back in 2009 and I was broke like so many college students or graduates, <laughs> a lot of student loans. I was dating my wife at the time. She wanted to travel the world. So I had to figure out how to way to do it on the cheap. And I was for work. I was a CPA, I worked in banking. I was traveling a hundred nights a year. So I got into all these different hotel and loyalty programs, like so many other people from, you know, working, traveling. And then friends and family started asking, how can you guys afford to do this? And Back, you know, 2009, 2010, 11, 12, points and miles wasn't yet really mainstream. And most of my family family members assumed whatever I was doing was illegal. So I, I created thrifty, <laughs> thriftytraveler.com in 2015, finally, just to try to explain kind of what we're doing. And, you know, it was all about points and miles to start. And then in 2017, launched 
our Thrifty Traveler premium flight deal alert service because just people wanted an easy way to get flight deal alerts to their inbox. They wanted just some way to get easy notifications and po- posting it to thriftytraveler.com just wasn't fast enough. So, right. you know, that alert service came about. I quit my job shortly after launching that. That was pretty successful right off the bat. I did Thrifty Traveler by myself for three years. And yeah, kind of the rest is history. We now have almost 25, I think maybe 25 employees. We probably should do a count. <laughs> and we're based out of Minneapolis. But yeah, we doubled in size in the last year. And we definitely have a focus on war travel at the moment. So, you know, that's why I was always excited to come on your show. Yeah, the one of the things that I found interesting, and I guess it's surprising to me that I, I didn't come across it sooner. It took me, you know, until a little over a year ago where Ward Wallet editor JT Genter basically said that he was signing up and I saw this and I said, you know, I got to do this too. You know, I've been subscribed to other flight alerts and, you know, things like what used to be Scott's cheap flights. So I've been signed up for them well before I was into the miles and points game to look for those, you know, discounted flights. But Thrifty Traveler Premium, I think one of the things that really appealed to me is that you do have a very heavy award travel focus, whereas, you know, it's not just all about the the cheapest economy flight you can always book. Yeah, I know. We we definitely try to cover a wide range because there's so many different types of travelers out there. You know, people who want to travel domestically, maybe you want to do it with points and miles. We know we got that covered. International, obviously on the cash and the award side. What I really wanted to do from the start was to create a service that I could use is, is maybe as ridiculous <laughs> as that sounds. I mean, you, you, you know what, it lo- what it's like to try to find award travel or even just like cheap flight. It's a lot of work. It can be a lot of work. I, I was like, this is, this is too painful. You know, I'm, I'm really tired of spending 10, 20, maybe more hours looking for a cheap flight or an award ticket or a business class flight. There's got to be an easier way. And, you know, that's really what we built is is a solution to that for the flexible traveler. So you kind of got your start as a road warrior. So you said you were kind of broke at the beginning of all of this. And one of the differences and things that uh, I appreciate hearing from people as I meet different folks in this community is that, you know, you did have a little bit of insight into these programs. I don't know how well you were at maximizing them and getting the best value out of those different programs. But when I started, I did not have any road warrior uh, type of background. I was a family traveler. I was looking for ways to travel for less with my family. And that's kind of what led me to award travel. So when you had all these hotel programs, were you familiar with the airline programs as well, too? Yeah. I mean, I was an old legacy SPG guy. You know, it's kind of when you're a road warrior, especially like all of your Coworkers are into points and miles as well and like exchanging like tips and tricks and like, you know, where they're focusing, what cards they were applying for. But being a road warrior was definitely, you know, a big advantage early on. And, you know, still this stuff wasn't mainstream, you know, until really the last few years. So yeah, it helped. I'll say the whole points and miles landscape, loyalty program landscape has changed so much. But yeah, there's still. There's still a lot of opportunities out there. I don't know if it's as advantageous. I mean, there's not as many amazing opportunities, but there's still a lot out there. Well, let's jump into that because that was going to be one of my last questions to ask you. But since you already broached the subject and where do you kind of see the space heading 
you know, over the next few months or, you know, more, maybe even long term. I've talked to a lot of folks with more deep insights to these spaces who strategize with hotels and airlines as well. And, and, you know, a lot of folks in this community have seen some of the negatives really hit hard the past year with changes to these loyalty programs, increased costs. They, they love to talk about their quote enhancements, uh, which usually are, are major degradation to the programs or eroding of the value that we like to see. But I'm kind of curious from your insights, what you're expecting to see over the next, you know, say 12 months or so. Yeah. You know, on the hotel side, I'll be honest, it's pretty tough out there. You know, we do look for hotel availability, especially in some of those aspirational properties across a bunch of different programs. You know, we try to find value there, try to look for that space. We post it to thriftytraveler.com. But let's talk about, you know, on the, uh, obviously, flying flights, award travel side of things. You know, we are seeing a lot of economy and business class availability, you know, through Q2 of 2024, more so than we've seen in a long time. So, you know, if somebody wants to fly live flat with their points and miles, we're seeing so much availability, so much more than we were a year ago. So there are opportunities. You just have to know where to look. And it's not just like a few randoms in one specific program. It's really across all the different alliances, all the different points and miles programs. We're seeing a lot of economy and business class availability again through that March timeframe, which, like I said, we haven't seen a lot lately, you know, especially in Europe, Australia, New Zealand, Japan, Caribbean. I mean, it's pretty exciting, but there's no question. A lot of devaluations across so many programs, but we just got to squeeze as much value out of these programs as we can. And this involves a lot of flexibility and just kind of chasing the deal. Yeah. With the award availability that I've seen and the things that I've looked at over the past few years, and and I consider myself relatively new to the space because I didn't really jump in seriously until around 2018. So I was just kind of starting to see some of those things as we are going into the pandemic. And of course, the pandemic changed the landscape where there should have been massive inventories of award space. It didn't seem like there was really any improvement. And then as people started traveling and feeling safer about traveling, then, you know, all that space got, dug, you know, got taken away. They, they jumped on it and we were paying extortionist amounts for some of these <laughs> yeah, uh, award were. flights and cash flights. I, I remember having any kind of number of flights that I felt very fortunate to be able to book with a higher number of miles or points than I would have ever used before relative to the cash prices that some that we were seeing through 21, 22, and probably into summer 23 somewhat, but somewhere around July, July to August, things seemed like they started changing more towards our favor. I think that's definitely a correct assessment. I'd say, yeah, that May, June, July, definitely into you know the fall, we saw things just open up, and especially getting into yeah, September, October, it just continues to open up more and more. And, you know, we're finding, you know, on average, you know, seven to 10, you know, live flat deals a week from various US and Canadian airports, also with cash, you know, and, and points and miles. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. And like you said, it was roughly like a year ago and 2021. Oof. You know, I, I was concerned. It's like, you know, we are. We are looking everywhere, turning over every rock, looking for deals. And there just wasn't a lot. 
And it feels kind of like, I don't want to say like the golden era has returned of, of award space, but it feels pretty good right now. Yeah, I'm going to share just a couple of the things that I highlighted in our most recent podcast episode of things that you've found within the last week or two that I think were interesting, like business class to Europe, North Africa for just 30,000 points. I mean, that's, that's incredible round trip in economy to Europe for 27,000 points. I mean, these, these are things that we were paying. I, I had flights that were booked one way in economy domestically that have been more than 27,000 points. Of course, I, I rebooked them at the last minute when they, they dropped and opened up true saver space. But, you know, I initially had them booked because I said, Hey, I have to go. I don't want to spend five or $600 on cash. And here's a 27,000 point round trip ticket to Europe. That's just crazy. New Zealand for 49,000 points in business class. And one, I, I think I know a lot of our uh, community, and maybe you can tell us a little bit about something you did recently is to Tokyo for 60,000 points. So, you know, a lot of folks love getting to Japan. I've heard it's beautiful. It's something that I haven't done yet, but would like to do. So some of these flights, how flexible do you really have to be? I, I know a lot of times we talk about being able to chase the deal in the award travel 101 community and having some flexibility, but can people who are a little more tied to school schedules, like my wife or people who have those less flexible or more rigid schedules, are they going to be able to take any of these deals? Yeah, no, that's a good question. And, you know, we find we post so many different deals in so many different timeframes, you know, that I hope that we find enough that work for, you know, someone or everyone, you know, whether it's, you know, Thanksgiving deal or a summer deal, you know, for those teachers, because we hear from so many teachers that are like, oh, you know, I'm just not that flexible. So, you know, I mean, we're searching every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week for space, you know, in summer, spring, whenever. And hopefully, you know, someone's going to find that deal that works out for them. Obviously, we don't have a crystal ball. We find what we find, whatever, (laughs) whatever the airlines release. But I mean, if it's out there, more often than not, we're going to find it. And and hopefully, I think for the most part, I think most people find a deal that works out for them. And you know, that flexibility is key. You know, you might be thinking that, oh, I want to go to Singapore. And well, maybe a deal comes out for the time that works for you in the summer for Japan. It's like, you just kind of got to have an open mind. And that's the way I think our service works best. No, it was wonderful that, you know, I've been able to use a little bit of flexibility. And, and I say a little bit of flexibility I think a lot of people get stuck in that they have to be Saturday to Saturday or something along those lines. And I've just found that with just 24 hours, one way, plus or minus a day, you can find a lot of flexibility to get these awards that, you know, a lot of people would otherwise miss if you didn't have that little bit of flexibility. Oftentimes we can say, Hey, we don't have to leave on Saturday. We could leave on Friday night. You know, we could, we could get back, you know, late Sunday. Maybe we can take an extra day and get off, you know, Monday as well. So you can find ways to make those still come together. And the amount of things I've been able to do that I wouldn't have been able to do had I not said, Hey, I'm going to move plus or minus 24 hours. I think is just 
absolutely incredible. And I think I, and hope that many of our members would be able to do the same thing. Yeah, that flexibility is key. No question. So tell me a little bit about the some of the strengths you've seen yourself develop within Thrifty Traveler, within the team that you've built around them, and what some of the things that you think you really excel at and why folks should sign up for the Thrifty Traveler Premium Alert Service. Yeah. So again, you know, yeah, this is something that, you know, I started from scratch. You know, now I, on a day-to-day basis, don't necessarily run it, but we have a, a team of, of very passionate people looking for flight deals. It's kind of crazy, you know, working in travel. We've been lucky to hire people who followed us or were subscribed to the service or reached out. So it's kind of not typical of maybe a normal business. And some of these people, oh, I never thought it'd be possible, but I found people, you know, they love award travel, love this points and miles or just travel in general, even more than I do, which is, I think, incredible. And <laughs> it's kind of weird. I mean, these people like love what they do. We have some just amazing people. I think that's probably one of the big things is I learned is that I can't do all the things myself. And there's people out there that can do them better than, than I can which has been, I think, one of the, the most beautiful things of, of growing this business. You know, it's it's hard having a lot of employees, managing employees, but it's also rewarding at the same time, seeing them grow in their roles. And I, I really think that, you know, as a, a flight deal alert service, we're doing it, and of course, I'm quite biased. I think we're doing it the, the best in the industry. I think we're finding more flight deals, more quality deals. I think our emphasis on quality, like we find a lot more than we obviously send out to our customers, but we have a very high bar. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't meet, you know, if, if there's not at least two award seats, if there's not at least five to 10, if not more dates, you know, we don't post it because we don't want to waste, waste people's time. You know, I'd only send out a deal that I'd want to see myself. That's kind of like our threshold. So yeah, I, I'm proud of what we're doing. The deals that we're finding, obviously you see them too, Joe. And they're not just like random kind of crappy deals. I think most of them are pretty, pretty high quality. And we're casting a really wide net across so many different programs and finding more deals than I think I ever had imagined in the first place that we'd be finding and it's getting better all the time, which that constant kind of just tinkering evolution, expansion of what we're looking at, I think it's really been the key to our success over the last few years. So with the team that you've you've built up, how many people are actually like doing just doing nonstop award searches? Yeah. You know, so on our flight deal team, we've got about eight people that are constantly, you know, working in some capacity. Obviously, we have a lot of different, you know, weekends to cover, time zones to cover. I mean, we got to constantly be looking and searching because as you guys know, I mean, that award availability, even cash flights change all the time. So we got to be on top of that. And then, you know, once you find a deal, it takes a while to vet it, make sure it's bookable or figure out the ins and outs and all the different programs. If it's on the points and miles side, I mean, it's a, it's a bit, there's a lot of work that goes into it. So you need well, to, when you look at all the different programs and stuff that, that you can, you know, book these things with too. I mean, it's especially on these alliance deals when you, you start looking at, Hey, there's a, a flight on Turkish. You know, is Turkish the best way to book it? Or, you know, do you have some stranded life miles? Or is it better to book with United for flexibility? Or is Air, Air Canada? Are you going to try to string something together with Aeroplan or all these different programs and the ways to get these? And then finding that sometimes some of these programs, they pull up phantom space. And we, yeah, we talked about that in an episode. 
you know, how that all of a sudden everybody thinks there's this award space. We had one member maybe a month, month or two back that went to book to Taipei on EVA and went through United and they were showing all this phantom space that didn't exist. So, you know, it stinks when you have to, you spend all that time getting this stuff together and then find out, Hey, oh, if you were to send out this alert, how mad would people be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having to test out, there's nothing worse. Our team gets so sad. Like we, we found some of that, that EBA space too. And then you're trying to book it through United and then it's nothing. The error is out and you're like, no, this is going to be an amazing deal. <laughs> and that happens, oh, that happens way too often. You know how wonky these programs are. It's tough. It's tough. But you know, that's what we're trying to do is, you send out alerts for stuff that actually exists. I mean, we test these bookings. It's not like it's a, an automated algorithm that just finds a deal and then pushes an email out. I mean, these are real humans vetting it. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about more your personal travels. Are you solo traveler, family traveler? Obviously, you were a former road warrior and business traveler. What's travel look like for Jared today? Yeah. Yeah. I was a big, you know, solo traveler, especially when I quit my corporate job in 2017 to 2019. I was traveling internationally at least once a month. It was kind of insane, but I was just scratching that itch. And, you know, now I've got a almost two year old and we've got another one on the way next month. So things have changed. I know there's a lot of parents <laughs> out there. They, they know as much as you want to travel with your kids, especially young children, it's hard. But we're still trying to take, you know, at least a couple international trips as a family. We're going to southern France with the newborn and my son and my wife and some grandparents next spring on a flying blue ticket. So, yeah, we're still trying to to get out there, but we've slowed down a little bit. But I think one of the, the cool things is now, you know, we have a big team at Thrifty Traveler and those people are doing review flights now. You know, they're getting out there doing hotel reviews, trying things out, booking a lot of award tickets. So they've kind of taken taken the torch and, and are running with it. What are some of your favorite award trips and th- trips you've booked uh, using these programs? I know you recently, looks like you went and some of the team went to Japan, but is that amongst them or, or are there other trips that you would name as your favorite? Yeah. You know, as far as like products, yeah, I just did ANA first, the new product with my co-founder, Nick Cerati. And two friends, you know, that alert went out uh, a year ago, I think almost. And it was pretty great. I'll say I've been spoiled to be able to use points and miles to fly a lot of these premium products. You know, I think my favorite, I know it's just done it's, you know, quite a few times I keep trying to do it is Emirates first. I really do like the, the, the product and the service and that game changer product on their triple sevens. Probably my favorite. I just that. I just really, I really enjoy it. That seems to be the most consistent service. You know, other than that, you know, I'm in Minneapolis, big Delta hub. So anytime I can get, you know, a cheap, you know, Virgin business class ticket or Flying Blue, which Flying Blue has really had a lot of availability on nonstops on Sky Team Partners recently. So I've been doing a lot of that as well. You know, I really, I chase the deal. You know, I'm doing a lot more nonstops probably than positioning flights like I used to, but I'm always, we, we do, we say here at Thrifty Traveler, it's a little dangerous because we're finding the deals and then we, we kind of get high on our own supply because we're like, Oh my God, this is first class deal. I got to go on this. And it's like, I'm having a kid soon. How are we going to make this work? And, and then you're like, I can't make this work. So it's, it's a very, first world problem. But yeah, no, I'd love to be traveling more, but reality has definitely set in. 
No, I, I hear you on that. And I was telling you pre-show that we were trying to book, I booked one of your alerts on using American Miles for Etihad first for my dad and me. We were doing a trip to Europe early summer 2024. And I was really trying to fit that in. I was like, oh man, I, I love to do this. And there was a hotel I was looking to transit from the Emirates over to Qatar and try one of these new Hilton properties on what was the brand? I can't remember what it was through LXR. I think it was. I can't remember the ho the hotel property specifically, but it looked really cool. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do all these things. But we had a certain time frame we had to work within. And like I said, I, I have some flexibility, but not that much flexibility to be able to do that. So I had to nix that and Thankfully, you guys found another thing that worked out perfectly for me. And I had some points in Virgin Atlantic, I had, uh, a bunch of flying club points back from 40% transfer some time ago. You guys found the ETA space via Virgin Atlantic. And uh, I could never get it to ticket, but they were having a problem. And I found a better way to, rather than going to Chicago, they ended up having space to New York as well. And seems like a lot of days even still to this this point in time right now, I, I went back and checked. I was like, there's still EDA space, you know, via Virgin Atlantic to this point, even into midsummer or so. So, you know, for folks looking to go to Italy, definitely take advantage of those Virgin Flying Club points. There's some crazy, anytime you can get that right, summer availability, live flats. I mean, especially in Italy where almost everyone wants to go, you got to book that ticket. And it's on their new 330 yeah, Neos, which no. look, looks incredible. It looks like a beautiful product. Been some really good reviews out there. So uh, you mentioned that you're based in Minneapolis. We actually visited there for our, meet our last meetup back in the fall. And I say the fall as if it's not over yet. I guess it's still <laughs> kind of going. We're not, we haven't hit winter officially yet, but time change tomorrow, getting used to some new things here coming up. But Minneapolis, St. Paul is Delta. Your best program? I mean, definitely Delta, but you know, there's a lot of opportunities. Strangely, we're getting Lufthansa nonstop flights to Frankfurt next year. And I'm flying that. We have some Condor nonstops again to Frankfurt. Those are two trips I'm going on next year. I can't, I'm again, very surprised Star Alliance is moving in with Lufthansa nonstops in this Delta stronghold, the Sky Team stronghold that we're in. But yeah, Minneapolis is a, a great airport. And yeah, we're seeing. A surprising amount of award availability across all carriers right now. So again, I always chase the deal, but there's no question if you live here, you kind of got to be a Delta person. <laughs> How about hotels? And is there a favorite chain or, or do you typically do more like vacation rentals? What's your go-to there? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a lifetime Marriott guy you know, SPG kind of legacy got pulled into Marriott, not the biggest fan of Marriott, but it is what it is. You know, I, I like so many people in the war travel community love Hyatt. My globalist status is going to last a little bit longer, but you know, I'd love for them to roll out a, a credit card, a premium <laughs> credit card, like so many other people. So I can keep up that status. And then, you know, I do a little bit of Hilton, but yeah, we do a lot, especially with family travel. We do a lot of Airbnbs, VRBOs, it's just so much easier, especially we're traveling with grandparents and, and family members and friends. It's just, it's a little cheaper. We actually, our whole team, 10 of us just went to Asheville, North Carolina, stayed in a massive Airbnb and it's just more cost effective. But you know, if it's just my wife and I, you know, we're going to the Alila Ventana Big Sur this coming week. So yep, we're still 
we're tinkering with a lot of different programs, chasing that value, trying to, you know, get status where we can. But I don't know. For me, at least, you know, anecdotally, it seems like I'm getting a lot, a lot less value for my hotel stays than I used to. The one of the things that I found and and hotel stays is relatively new to me because prior to award travel, I was always in a vacation rental. And the reason is, is that you don't typically get two and three bedroom suites when you go to book a hotel room unless you spend, you know, fifteen hundred, two thousand plus dollars per night. So when I first started seeing people talk about miles and points and using points to go to hotels, I was like, why the heck would I want to use a bunch of points to stay in a 300 square foot, you know, double room or something like that? It never made sense to me until I started learning more about status and, and attaining status. So I've done everything possible to maintain Hyatt Globalist status once I realized that you could get suites at, you know, booking and do things along those way, those lines. So effectively, I still find pretty solid use for my points. It's not going to be like, Hey, we're, it's not going to be 10 cents or 20 cents per point. You know, people are doing the per point calculations, but it's typically two and a half to six cents per point. And I, I find pretty decent returns there. I've had very good value from the concierge program within World of Hyatt. So folks, you know, I think a concierge can really make a difference. I've heard that there's a lot of variation there. So not everybody has great experiences with that. I happen to have had a really good one who helps take care of me in a lot of ways. And it's not because I run a Facebook group. She she never knew <laughs> about the Facebook group until recently. So that's something that they've they've been extraordinary for me on and and I appreciate that. But I definitely get for some folks like having that, you know, vacation rental. I talked about it in our last episode actually in that we booked a three bedroom ocean front unit with full washer and dryer and kitchen. It was like three, four hundred bucks a night, which is still a lot of money, but you know, relative to if I were, were to stay in a similar location in a hotel, it would be triple or quadruple that. Yeah. No, I there's just there's no question of the value, especially in and some of these vacation rentals are incredible. I mean yeah, I know the one where my wife and I and both sets of grandparents were going to in the French Alps. It's like a looks like a like a Bavarian like sort of chateau. Like it's crazy. Like something that should cost way more, to be honest. <laughs> so it's like, you know, this is, you know, several million dollar property and we're getting this for, you know, six hundred, seven hundred dollars a night for sleeping eight of us. I mean, run the yeah. numbers. Makes so much more sense, like you said, than a, a tiny, tiny hotel. So I don't know. Having those transferable currencies, you know, we use our our venture miles to cover some of those Airbnbs, VRBOs, or at least reduce the cost. That seems to work out pretty well for us. I'm kind of curious. You mentioned you're going to Lila Ventana and Big Sur. I went there last summer, 2022. Tried to get it in before the award price changed. I booked it. I screwed it up actually and messed up my flights. Uh, somehow I booked flights on opposite days of when I was actually booked for the hotel. So I did have to change it and unfortunately got stuck at the new price at 45,000 points per night. Oh, no. Uh, have you been, been there, uh, before and experienced that? No, this is one of those properties I've always been like, oh, we got to go, we got to go. And, and, and now I too booked at the higher amount, which. 
it just is what it is. <laughs> and this is kind of, we want to do something a little bit closer to home. It's kind of like a baby moon thing. So yeah, it's not going to be cheap, but oh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. You you enjoyed the property? I did. I, I, I had a, a hard time reviewing it actually. And it was because I was comparing it to the points that I paid versus what people are saying the cash rates are. And, yeah. you know, the cash rates, it, a lot of people love to talk about how they got such huge returns on their, their stay at Ventana Big Sur. And I, I'll admit it's nice. It's, you know, really cool property. But there are some things that just didn't strike me as being a $2,500 to $3,000 a night place. And I'm curious what you'll end up taking away. I don't want to spoil it for you. Yeah. So let you kind of figure it out for yourself. But there were some things that just didn't quite build up to my expectations, I guess, for something that costs that much. Was it nice? Know, sure, it was nice. But is it three? thousand dollars a night nice and the, the answer yeah. is i mean yeah that's that's just like a crazy <laughs> crazy amount of money and who is paying that i mean i'd love to know what the mix is of people booking with points and paying cash you know i know there's normally some ratio but it's like that's a lot of money 10 percent was usually the, what we've heard traditionally is something in that ballpark but one of the writers over at frequent miler recently discussed this and and said that he went and asked when he checked in and they said that they they release in small amounts so you know they always keep it full because the at, at full capacity they get paid a very high payout by world of hyatt and so they release in small amounts so there's never like massive availability but typically that on any given day it's 60 to 70 percent award stays at ventana big sur wow wow Okay, that's higher than I would have expected, but that's that makes sense now. But it's got to be the proximity of the Bay Area in San Francisco that there's just got to be enough money to draw and pay those 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 room rates. It's crazy. It's it's, it's crazy when to think because I I know that many people in our community have been there, and there's you know movie stars or pop singers and stuff like that who probably don't you know, think twice about $3,000 a night or, or I think the most expensive room, if you get one of their gigantic suites is, you know, what, four or $5,000 a night and probably like, you know, pocket change to them. But I don't know. I just can't imagine anyone ever paying that much, no matter what. Again, that's, I guess, part of why I got into the award travel game. And so I don't have to pay those kind of crazy prices. I'm glad there's people that pay those prices so that we can use our points and miles to stay on the cheap. Yeah, it's it's a crazy world out there. But I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I know this is with like most properties. I have pretty low expectations going in. I mean, I, I worked hard to, you know, earn these points and miles, but you know, this is a trip that we normally wouldn't wouldn't take. So, you know, that's the beauty of points. Awesome. Well, as we wrap up this episode here with you, Jared, I wanted to ask you one more thing to kind of jump into the tip of the week here. And I wanted to ask you, what is a best tip for folks to find award space? You you do this every day for a living. You've built up a team of folks who, who do this every day to help members uh, find this. But if folks were to go out and find their own award space, what would you tell them to do? Yeah, I know. Finding your own... Oh own award space. I mean, yeah, we created Thrifty Traveler Premium so that people do not, but I would say, you know, whether or not you are signed up for email alert service or some other kind of alert service, you really got to be signed up for some third party help. I think that that's the key. 
people who think that they can do this all on their own, that's tough. And you're going to be spinning your wheels a lot. So I definitely recommend signing up for, you know, there's obviously some great services where you can search, you know, pay to search or some of them are free um, or some, some other alert services like ours will send you out those email alerts. You know, there's a lot of great ones as well beyond just thrifty traveler premium. And I, I think that's the, that's a silver bullet to all this is, is, you know, utilizing some of these tools so you don't have to spend your own time looking for them. Yeah, I mentioned going all the way back to episode 19 and the tools we use for free travel that I do not just sign up for one. I have multiple tools at my disposal and I probably spend somewhere between $700 and $1,000 per year on all of these different tools. You want to fly those lie flat seats. You want to fly these aspirational products. You want to stay at these nice hotels. You've got to pay for the tools. I mean, to, you got to simplify it. You got to make it easier. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we want to do more, sometimes it requires spending a little more. Do you have to spend what I spend? Certainly not. But, you know, I think having tools like Thrifty Traveler Premium, having some of these award search tools, just knowing what's out there, you know, even if you're not out there booking it, knowing what somebody else has found, you know, can use that as a basis for finding your own flights, hotels, whatever. And I think it can make a a tremendous difference in what people do in the award travel communities. I couldn't agree more, Joe. Well, Jared, I appreciate you joining us here for this episode. And thanks again for being partners with the Award Travel 101 community and podcast. We do appreciate it and you safe travels. Thank you. Thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. I really enjoyed that conversation with Jared. And if you wish to learn more about anything we discussed in this episode, you can join us in the free 100,000 plus member Award Travel 101 community. And to jump into more intermediate and advanced strategies, our Award Travel 201 community is filled with those who want to dig into the weeds looking for more outsized value. To book time with our team to discuss how to better your earning and birding strategies, check out our Award Travel one-on-one consulting service. You can also email us at contactawardtravel at gmail.com And lastly, if you're interested in joining us in San Antonio for our spring meetup, put your name on the wait list and we'll reach out to you if a ticket becomes available. Thanks again for supporting the Award Travel 101 community and podcast when applying for your next card. Safe travels and we'll see you next time. Take care.